I wasn't born with money. I wasn't taught all these things. I just simply made a choice about seven or eight years ago where like I wasn't go through what I went through growing up. My family wasn't going to have to go through those anxieties and the mass amounts of missed opportunities that come with just not handling your finances correctly. Hey, babe, welcome to the sales and social podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. And I always say that, like, I got a babe on the show today, right? We got Justin on the show today. He is going to jam out with us on all things money. So Justin, welcome to the show. Tell my audience who you are and what you do. Thank you, friend. I think this is a little long overdue. As I think as soon as we met a couple of weeks ago, the energy matched so perfectly. And I was like, I don't know why we didn't do this sooner, but we'll just call this the first round of many. Uh, But I appreciate you having me. I look up to you and I respect you a ton. I know we've got a lot of clients um, that we share and everyone has great things to say about you. But on my end, what I do is we help entrepreneurs simply just take control of their finances. Um, I have a company called Journey to Financial Freedom, or we're known as JFF. Um, And we start with the personal finances and work the way to the business ones, because if you can't handle the personal ones, we say, you're most likely not going to be able to handle an increase in revenue on the business side. So it's a waste of time to talk about until we get the personal side figured out. And so I'm super passionate about it because thankfully just crossed a million dollars a couple of weeks ago for 2022. And I think a strong reason why we have reached that success was because of the work that I've done in my finances for years that led up to me being able to be a two-year-old company with numbers like that. And so very passionate about it. I've seen it played out in my life and many other people's. So if I get a little loud today or talk a little fast, it's just the passion. I'm not hurrying through. Oh my gosh. I love it. And like, I also agree that like, this is so overdue. Our energy is so matched. This is going to be like probably a very fast paced podcast, but we are going to bring so much energy. One, I also want to massively edify you and congratulate you because that is absolutely incredible. And you guys know that there's nobody that I don't bring on the podcast that is not like a true expert in what it is that they do, right? So Justin didn't just read like a a money book and now he's here to talk about money. Like he's the real deal when it comes to money. He's helped, you know, hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of clients and, you know, he's going to absolutely dive into this. So I'm sure that the reason why you can do this is you probably have a little bit of a money story yourself. So like, how did you get into this? And now you help other people. Mm, That's such a great question. And so I have a money story and many parts of that story being stars. And so I, my parents were fantastic people, very smart, you know, great people down to earth, good looking, you know, were successful in their own right. Kind of like you, right? All all the stars (laughs) aligned, right? (laughs) Well, I I, I had good genes, I guess. Uh, Thank (laughs) you. 
And uh, when I was 10 years old, Jillian, they filed for bankruptcy. I can't remember if that was the first or the second time, right? I mean, uh, a little spotting, it kind of got a little bit gray after that first one, but I know one of them, if not both, have filed twice. And again, nothing against them, but just when you go through that as a child, particularly the first time, it seemed like it caused everything around us to crumble. Like they got, they filed for bankruptcy, then shortly after got a divorce, we lost our house my mom got her car towed away. And in this whole grand scheme of things, my parents split up and we're going, they owned at first, and now we're going to rent other places. And none of those places that they were going to accepted pets. So I literally had to give my dog away at mm. age 10, my best friend, because in the grand scheme of things, I love my parents, but because they couldn't handle their money correctly. Right. Um, and so I went through a lot of pain growing up around money. And it's funny because I say that, because but we also like never really lacked. <laughs> right. In a way, my dad always found a way, but like at what expense? Yeah. Right. And I saw as I got older and wiser, that expense playing out into our lives mm-hmm. indirectly and passively. Yeah. Um, and so turned 18 years old and I got a settlement for $80,000 from getting hit mm-hmm. by a car when I was 13. This was my money, Jillian. Like people couldn't tell me what to do with this. Mm-hmm. It was directed right into my account. Um, after I paid like the lawyer, I think taxes and fees and ended up being like 62, 58, something like that. Um, and so and at 18, what, you're like, I'm a fucking baller. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> did I think I was first thing I did, I went to the dealership and I bought an Audi a four. I had <laughs> no reason buying this vehicle, black rims, got the black tin on it, put the red calipers on it. And then right. I moved to Maryland. I'm originally from New York, Rochester, yeah. New York, six hours away to Maryland to go to college. Uh, the New York kid from out of state playing a lacrosse team, driving an Audi, I think you can paint the rest of the picture of where the rest of that money went in a matter yeah. of two to three years, completely gone. Gone. Right. Yeah. And so just, I grew up in that though. When money was around, it was spent. It was like this cyclical thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So like one day we were rich and then the next day I couldn't afford to go to soccer practice because my dad couldn't pay the dues. Yeah. And it just was this ever cycle that I looked back and when I started making good money coming out of grad school, I was like, I'm either going to repeat what I went through. Mm-hmm. myself as an 18 year old and what I saw in my childhood, well, I'm going to step up and make a difference here. And so I tell people like, I wasn't born with money. I wasn't taught all these things. I just simply made a choice about seven or eight years ago, where like I wasn't go through what I went through growing up. My family wasn't going to have to go through those anxieties and the mass amounts of missed opportunities that come with just not handling your finances correctly. Mm-hmm. But looking back, I'm like, my parents were smart people. What happened? Mm-hmm. And there's just no one to teach them these things, right? Yeah. There's a statistic floating around that says 95% of the country is financially illiterate, right? So even if my parents wanted to learn it, who are they supposed to learn it from? Yeah. Right? Um, it, it, our teachers it's it's so interesting. The same thing that you said, like my parents have done very well, right? My, my father has done very well, but like I didn't grow up like knowing anything about money. Like right. I didn't even like, I don't know how to balance a checkbook. Like <laughs> I didn't know how to save money, right? So it's like, yeah, I should have known better, but like, I didn't know better because no one actually taught me. Right, right. Absolutely. And so I completely agree. And that's a big gap, right? We'll get into it here in a little bit. But like, as a smart business owner, like you kind of just solve problems, right? And then the money and the business follow. And that's kind of what I started doing at first where like, I was solving the problem for myself. And I and I had thankfully a really good job at Johns Hopkins Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, at three years old, they hired me for like some big time positions. I had no business being in, but I think I was the only one crazy enough to take the position because it was a ton of work and mm-hmm. it was open for like a year. I came in well put together. 30 minutes later, they offered me the position. I was like, I am not qualified for this. <laughs> so I learned really quick. And a lot of it had to do with numbers and finances. I was managing and building big budgets and um, working with huge numbers. 
and finances that were um, numbers like I've never seen before. Yeah. So, but I started taking a liking to it and I was using those skills and the trainings that they were giving me to build a personal financial system around it. Right. And so after a couple of years, I'm like, man, I really got something here. And then I started having friends that like I was using as guinea pigs with this little system that, and it was working for them and it was working for an array of situations. And so finally, the funny story that the one woman that I was doing it for as a friend introduces me to Kelly Brock. Yeah. And which I like Kelly Brock, show, you guys know Kelly. Yep. 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 And a lot of people know Kelly on here, but a lot of people may know Tiffany Mass too as well. Tiffany Mass oh, yeah. and I worked together in the hospital and she was like one of my guinea pigs going through it. And it really worked for her, produced incredible results, introduces me to Kelly Brock. And like the night before that Kelly wants to talk to me, she's like, Tiff's like, yeah, she wants to hear about your program. I'm like, this is like two and a half years ago. I'm like, what effing program? <laughs> I was like, I got some financial documents in Excel and I'm good with numbers and know how to budget a little bit. So I threw something together, met with Kelly the next day. One thing led to another. Now we're a worldwide brand with a couple of hundred clients, right? Exactly. And millions of dollars in revenue. And I truthfully believe the millions of dollars in revenue, the success that we've had is because of the opportunities in peace and fluidity that I provided for my life in every facet because of how well my financial foundations were and the personal mm-hmm. side of things, which then just led to mass amounts of business success in the most modest way possible because I stepped away from my day job and could take it on full blown. And mm-hmm. by that point, I had 18 months of reserves in the bank. I didn't need to make a single dollar for 18 months, mm-hmm. right? So that creativity and energy that that gave me to go out and actually produce was huge. And it all leads back to the personal financial side of things. Yeah, I love that you said about the personal side of things because very similar to my story, when I came online, you know, I had lost my corporate job after 22 years and, you know, I didn't sell to my audience for about five and a half months. And part of it was, was because I had reserves in the bank. I didn't have to come on and be like, oh shit, I have to sell today. And so often people step into entrepreneurship and they're like, I quit my job yesterday and I have to sell today. And it's like, that's actually part of the issue that you're having. And that's why you're not lead generating or building community or doing all these things. And you're able to not be creative and step into who you are and build relationships and all these things because you don't have that reserve to actually go back on. So I love that you actually said that. Right. Spot on. And so I was taking a couple of notes as you were talking. And I think, you know, obviously you're the sales one here, but what I have found being very successful at quote unquote selling, right, Mm -hmm. is that for one, we have conviction. Right. Mm -hmm. And for two, we don't need the sale, which ultimately leads to the best sales possible. Why do we have conviction? Because we had the time, money and energy to spend on a product that we know is world class. Right. And then also, too, as well, knowing that our finances are so set and healthy allows us our sales team to go on a call. And like, we don't need a sale. Like we society needs our product more than we need a sale. Right. A lot of that has to do with what we did with our finances leading up to this to give us that conviction because we were able to invest in such a beautiful product, mm-hmm. right? And then ultimately have that foundation and that confidence that we're like, when we hop on a sales call of the client, like it's more so like our team is just interviewing them, <laughs> right? And that's a beautiful place to be in. And again, not to keep harping on, but it leads back to just those foundations and the skills and the confidence and the energy that I built from the financial side of things. Yeah, I, I love that you say that. People ask me all the time, they're like, how do you handle objections in sales? And I'm like, I really don't because exactly what Justin just said, I don't need the sales. I'm not looking at my Stripe account every day or my PayPal every day or my Chase every day and being like, oh, fuck, mm. I have to sell today. It's like, 
of course, I want to make more money. I want to bring in more revenue. I want to bring in more cash, obviously, but I don't need to because I've done the foundational work. So if you're listening to this podcast episode right now, this is actually the work that needs to be done. And you guys probably need to reach out to Justin because if your personal finances, your business finances are in a place that's leaving you in this scarcity every day, it's one hurting you financially, but it is absolutely a direct relation to your sales. That's why you're in this like, I have to sell every day, which is also costing you sales because nobody, people can feel that energy all the time. Right. People buy from me and Justin every day because they can feel that like we have this confident air about us that people are like, oh, I actually just kind of want to work with them. Right, right. And like we're in the coaching industry, not the convincing industry, right? Yeah. And so you go in a convincing mode too as well. Like when you need, you feel like you need the sale. And so I think a lot of things that you, just said are super. Another thing that people don't realize is that like when you have financial concerns and stresses and anxieties, if it starts to get tough and push comes to shove, it does start to leak into your actions. And then all of us have a personal brand that lacks integrity, that lacks character, that people question on an email that you sent because it was fueled with negative emotions and fear around your money. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's leaks into every other facet of your life is what I'm saying here. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't allow you to play the long game. You want to play the long game. You don't want to continuously put out fires and just trying to survive single month, because yeah. what that does is just, you're just thinking so short term. And all of a sudden, you know, three years has went by, you quit your day job, you traded in, and this is not my phrase or depiction, but you traded in 40 hours a week for 80 hours a week. You traded in a stable paycheck for something that is stressing you out more than the beauty that money could bring you if you figured it out. Right. Absolutely. And so I think that everything that you said was was spot on. And it, it just a lot of times we don't have business problems, Jillian. We have money problems leaking into our business or a lot of times we don't have personal problems. We have money problems disguising themselves as personal problems in our personal life. Mm -hmm. One of the notes that I wrote down while you were talking was like you were talking about how like, you know, growing up, your parents had like these influxes of money, right? Like I, I would have the money, I would spend it. And then I would not have the money. I couldn't go to soccer practice. Then I would have the money and I would spend it and then I wouldn't have it. This is one of the biggest things that I see with coaches because they have a lunch and then they're like, I'm a baller. I make $50,000. Then they don't sell anything. Then they have no money. Then they launch something and they make $30,000 and they, then they spend it. Where do you see this going wrong all the time with coaches who are like launching and not launching and they have these like peaks and valleys and they're like literally not managing their cash flow. Right. Then they come to me because they're like, I have to sell because they haven't actually managed that cash flow coming in. Right, right. And so it leads back to something that we say all the time. More money is not the solution. If you have no. poor money habits, all it's going to do, it's going to accentuate your poor money habits, right? And so that's why people come to us and we do financial coaching with entrepreneurs and we do help you with the business side of things. But like, I don't even want to talk about your business until we talk about your personal finances, right? Because you can make $100,000 and we can show you how to do that per month. But what does it matter if you can't even manage 5,000 right now, right? Because if you're not managing 5,000 right now, you're damn well not going to manage 10K correctly, right? Because the quote, more money, more problems is true, but it doesn't have to be. And the more problems has everything to do with the human being, not the money. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we always say that the answer is to learn how to steward your current situation. We use the word steward all the time. It just means managing something well. Right. And so we say steward your current situation correctly because that's the key. Because whatever higher power you believe in, I'm, I'm a Christian. I believe in God and I yeah. truthfully believe that he rewards us for stewarding our money correctly. So if you want more, prove to the higher power that you believe in that you're deserving of it. Number one. Number two, your current situation is all you have, anyways. Like, what's your other option? 
right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then it also helps you equip skills. So when you do go to have that launch to get to your question, right, you can handle that money. So 50K goes a lot further when you know how to manage it compared to when you don't. Right. And so people continuously stay in this cyclical cycle, like we talked about, because they simply just can't manage their money correctly. And that's leaking in to the business, right? Mm -hmm. 50K comes in, they have no clue what to do with it. Right. And more, more so times it has to do with their management, not with the business, Mm -hmm. right? People don't have business problems. They have finance problems, right? And they're blaming it on the business. Yeah. Another thing that I love to talk about is that I think what happens too in this space more than anything is that people are investing over and over and over in things without even having an idea of like their cash flow, right? So I have a CFO in my business, obviously. So like before I make any sort of investment, I literally reach out to Christine and I'm like, Christine, what is my cash flow? What is my runway? Does this investment make sense? Like, what is the money that I have coming in? What I see so often is that people are just like investing in this, investing in this and buying this coach and buying this program. And they have no idea what their cash runway is. Maybe they have no MRR coming in, monthly reoccurring revenue. So then they get into a place that they have all of this money going out and they have no money coming in. What is your take or your advice to people listening to this podcast that are like, "Uh, this is literally me right now? Hmm. Well, the first thing I should keep in mind, maybe it's not the direct answer and I'll get to, but the first thing in mind, when you go about it that way, it ends up causing you not to get the best out of the, the investment that you made, because in a way you're resenting it when you're there, because you're on this call, you're like, shit, should I have paid 10 K for this? Well, the, obviously most times you make the right investment, the value is there, but if you're thinking in the back of the mind, was it a stupid investment? Now you just wasted your investment. Right. And the reason why people do that is because what I call subjectivity with money, they have no objectivity, black and white, a CFO to tell you, okay, we've got 10 K to reinvest this month. We spent 15 K last month on coaching Jillian. Let's pull it back until maybe the next quarter. That's called objectivity. Right. And so when you have objectivity, it allows you to make better decisions because I always say to like on the personal financial side of things, why in the world would you spend all this time and energy to go on a vacation? If you're just going to sit there and stress about the financial implications of it the whole time, like, mm-hmm. should I have went here? How right. much interest is going to get racked up on the credit card? Do I got to right. skip the car payment? Or like, oh no, like my daughter, like just, just bought room service or like, oh no, exactly. like they're at, I, we can't go to the pool bar and charge that. Right. Like I remember being on a vacation one time with, with, with a boyfriend and like every time like we went to like go to eat, he'd be like, oh God, like this is going to cost so much money. And I was like, why are we even like on this trip? Like you're like, like you're like, you're giving me so much anxiety. (laughs) Right. And so that like, it's exactly my point. It's like, because that happens with subjectivity. Right. And so there's no, there's no objectivity. They didn't didn't know if they actually could afford it, where the return on investment was. So it's very applicable to this coaching question that you have. Like investments are great. If you can make the best of them, you most likely can't make the best of them. If you're questioning whether you should have invested it in the first place from a financial standpoint. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the other thing too, as well, is just get clear on return on investment. So if you're putting in 10 K, what are you trying to get out of that? Mm-hmm. Right. Again, I know that doesn't go, doesn't fix the problem of like them not having their money in order in the first place. Right. But if you're going to put 10 K into something or 5 K into something like what's your plan to get that back times five yeah. times six. Mm-hmm. Right. And that helps from a financial standpoint that provides, provides the, you know, the objectivity. And the other thing too, is that there's co- coaches that are out there investing in things, but I think there's also a lot that are missing opportunities and not investing in it because they're like, Oh, I don't know if my cash flow. we had a good month this month, but like next month I'm scared. We're going like, go to go back to Right. Exactly. And so, you know, my advice for there is just get clear finances, right? Like 
You really only have two options. You can take control of your finances or you can't. Most people avoid taking control of their finances because they see it as a form of self-preservation. Like by, by me avoiding it, it's eliminating stress and anxiety, which is so false because you're causing yourself so much more stress and anxiety, whether you admit to it or not, by avoiding it. Right. Yeah, it's going to be a little hard to step up and face, but after you do, you work through it and your relief goes up so much. So really my my advice to people, it's like whether it's going into coaching or real estate or you know the stock market, you're never going to know fully what the best investment is if you don't have baseline information, black and white, like your finances in order, basically, is what I'm saying, and understanding what you can afford and in fashion. Yeah. So people that are listening to this podcast right now, they're like, okay. Jill and Justin are absolutely speaking to me. I feel like this is me. When do people know that it's time that they need someone like you in their life or someone like you in their business? What are like some of like, I always say like the symptoms, right? People know when they need me, like they're not making any fucking money in their business. Um, Their content sucks. Like when does someone know that they need Justin in their life? Right. So they've tried a couple other things or they've avoided it long enough, (laughs) right? Um, Like if you have that but we get a lot of people come to us and like, it's just time, it's just time. <laughs> like it's just time. Right. And you're going to feel that, or you've tried other things with no results. Like you should be seeing results in your financial life if you're doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is like, we're really, we, we love when we work with people that make good money, but don't see good money at the end of the month. Right. So if you're making good money, you know how to make the money. You just don't know what to do with it when it comes in. Right. That's, that's definitely an indicator that it's time to, to time to talk because a majority of our clients make really good money, mm-hmm. right? But they don't see a lot of money at the end of the month. And then what happens as a direct result of that is your financial goals, owning a dream house, driving the car you want to drive, putting money away for your daughter's college tuition, they're behind, mm-hmm. right? And so if that sounds like you, you make good money, but don't see a lot, you're behind on your financial goals or not living your dream life, right? It's probably time to chat. Yeah, that's awesome. So how do you work with people? Do you have programs? You do one-on-one? What do you have? Yeah. So we have one product. It's one thing that we talk about in the sales with you. I love it. I love it. Make it simple, right? One thing. Yes. And so we offer as of right now of recording this, a 12 month membership where on our end, to be transparent, it's an expensive fulfillment model, but I do not care because I'm willing to spend the money to get people best results. And so inside of that, you have access to three group coaching sessions a week. I host one of them. A couple of other coaches host the other ones. Um, you get monthly one-on-ones with our our client success coaches, which is huge for me. It's expensive fulfillment model, but it gets people best results. Um, and then we have an online course that's 14 modules. It's me and the course pre-recorded, um, all of this stuff. We have an inner circle Facebook group that comes with it and access to an array of experts and a bunch of our downloadable resources. Like People don't, people get scared with budgets. We have the best ones in the world. Take mm-hmm. you one to three minutes a day, super easy, get you best results, mm-hmm. right? And so inside of our membership, you've got access to our coaches, our group coaching, our community, our modules, our downloadable resources, our analysis, one-on-ones. Mm-hmm. It's a one-stop shop that we've designed, which um, I know I'm biased, but gets incredible results. Yeah. And um, is it, is it it's a year long? It is a year long. Yep. So I love to sell things that are six and 12 months long because yeah. there's, when I always say like, we're not making cakes, like this is something that's going to take time. What is your reasoning for it being a year? Oh, I love that question. So yeah. I kind of like, we're not making cakes. As I always tell people, we're like, we're not teaching how to roller skate here. Like this yeah, is no. like, this is going to so feed generations yeah. for a lifetime. Yep. And but why we do a year is because financial seasons look different in actual seasons. So we want, particularly for our ideal client as an entrepreneur, and, you know, most likely possibly has kids too as well, Mm -hmm. right? Like 
Christmas time, the holiday time is going to look different. Yeah. You know, summertime is going to look different. You know, you're, it's most expensive time of the year, right? Those tax seasons going to look different, right? So over the 12 month span, we're able to stay with you for a year to help you navigate those different seasons and be equipped to do it on your own after you leave us plus much more. Yeah, it's, it's so key. You guys know, I talk about this all the time. Like, you know, I've had two mentors in my business for the whole time that I've been here and like, there's so much power one in being with someone for so long. And also just like Justin said, like the seasons of your business are so different than like the seasons, right? So it's so good. You guys, if you guys have enjoyed this episode, which I know you're going to love it, go back and listen to it, re-record it, slide into Justin's DMs, get to know him. Justin, this is the last question that I ask everybody on the podcast. It's a sales podcast. What makes you buy from somebody online? Um, authenticity. So like, just be yourself. Everyone's not going to be for you. And I made this mistake early on. Like Mm -hmm. I tried to be so diplomatic or just so like, Hey, I'm like, everyone liked me. Right. But if you're talking to everybody, talking to no one. Right. And so you being yourself is going to talk to the people that are for you. And so display the characteristics in yourself also too, that you want to magnetize to you as an ideal client or prospect looking to work with you. Um, So so really just simply just be yourself. Yeah. You guys, I say this all the time. You guys know, I I literally talk about this all the time. The more you are you, the more magnetic that you will be. 99% of the people that slide into my DMs, this is what they say to me, Jillian, I want to work with you because I love your energy. Mm. There's something about you that triggers me. I don't know what it is. Very rarely people slide into my DMs and they're like, Hey, that graphic that you made on sales is the reason that I want to work with you. Right. (laughs) Or like those three journal prompts that you wrote today is like why I want to work with you. People are buying you. They're buying Justin. They're buying Kelly. They're buying Tiffany. They're buying whoever it is. So the more that you can show up in who you are is why people buy it. So go out today, be authentic. Also, slide into Justin's DMs, get to know him. He's absolutely an expert at what he does. There's nobody that I bring on the show that I don't massively edify and let him get your money in order so that you guys can go and crush more sales. Justin, thanks for being on the show today, my friend. It was so good to have you here. Of course, I appreciate you. I'm assuming this is part one of many future Many. We're just getting started, my friend. All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.